Hi, my name is Aisha Small. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Youth and Education podcast, where I interview interesting guests to explore developments in education, research and policy that affect young people, primarily in the UK. This podcast is brought to you by the Youth Think and Action Tank, LKM Co. Hello, and welcome to episode 16 of the LKM Co. Youth and Education podcast. This episode um, sees me interviewing Mr. Sam Simpkins, and Sam works at the Chilton Learning Trust, which I visited um, a few weeks ago, and he is in charge of kind of marketing and various related things for the trust. We discuss about how to use social media effectively for schools, and Sam had some amazing figures with how he'd managed to reduce school advertising costs by using Facebook and Twitter and also local um, job bulletin boards. I mean, it's he spent a few hundred pounds compared to what normally would be thousands of pounds for 20 job adverts. So this is well worth a listen. I'd also like to draw you all to a survey that we are currently running for some research related to recruitment and retention for teachers specifically in London, although other teachers can respond. So anybody who has been a teacher, former teacher, or is considering teaching, you can uh, fill in the survey at our website, and the address is www.lkmco.org forward slash GLA retention. So that's www.lkmco.org kmco.org forward slash gla retention please go there and fill out that survey if you are a teacher or somebody who has been one or if you know anyone in your network and that survey closes on february the 11th 2018 thank you lkm co-believe society should ensure all children and young people receive the support they need to make a fulfilling transition to adulthood. Find us at lkmco.org. Can we listen to it now? Okay, I'm sitting here in Chilton Learning Trust in sunny Luton. Not that sunny. No. <laughs> in Luton, we'll just say Luton today, um, talking to Sam. Hey yeah. Sam, can you remember his surname again please, I'm terrible. Simpkins. Mr Sam Simpkins, who is our, well he's going to talk today about kind of marketing that could be useful for yeah. schools and, and mats. Yeah. Uh, we were having a great chat um, earlier and I was really interested in what you were saying. So first off Sam, can you explain what you do? So on a day-to-day basis just generally do the marketing for the trust, so mainly on social media, just trying to get that sort of online presence up, so you know, the, solely imagining if someone Google Chilton Learning Trust that all they would come across is good news stories, good quality publications and sort of get that good image so that when we have to do big events like open days, recruitment drives, that all the background stuff's there that if people did a little bit more digging about it would all look good behind the scenes and everything like that. So why is that important? Like recently I was just reading, um, my boss gave me a, a kind of book about PR and yeah. talking about how it's continuously telling your story. Mm. Why is that important for, say, a school or a map? I think it's more important now as more and more things are online. And if you, you know, were looking, let's say you're looking at putting your child into a school, 
the first thing you would do is Google the school, wouldn't you? You wouldn't just go by word of mouth or just go from what the schools say. You would Google it and see what you come across. So it's, it's so important to have something already there for people to find and it to look good. If you came across, you know, a Twitter page and it had, the last post was six months ago, your first impressions would be, oh, maybe they were good, they're slacking. It's just be keeping up that public image and it's almost like a reputation but that stays there online permanently for anyone to see at any point. Kind of. That's a beautiful way of thinking about it, actually, kind of a reputation. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes people think that social media or different media sources are a bit of a frivolous thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if a school thought this wasn't important, how would you persuade them? Um, yeah, well, that's tough because we have had some schools that are a bit resistant. Um, I mean, showing them a lot of the time what works well is, especially on Facebook, showing them the interactions you get with parents, that's really good. So, you know, your post, a good news post, like so-and-so who's done really well in PE got such and such award, and you'll see parents, not just of the child, but other parents comment saying, well done, that's really good. And that's what they like to see. The ones that haven't gone online as much like to see that the parents can feel more engaged because they'll still be working from newsletters and parent mail you know, half the time the newsletter's scrunched up in the kid's school bag, it doesn't get home. But when it's, you know, when you can physically see, oh, they're actually, you know, they're replying, they're liking it, that really, like, encourages them to think, oh, no, maybe it is good. And then from there, you can show them other bits, Twitter and stuff like that. But, yeah, I tend to find that was the best way to get them into it. So you're talking about kind of parental engagement in that yeah. ongoing story. How does that help in terms of say, recruitment of staff or that kind of thing? Yeah, well, it was, as I was saying earlier, you know, if, let's say you, instead you, you're looking at working in a school and you think, you know, I might work for this school. You know, I would hope most people do a little background check of the school. Um, and then if you're seeing that the parents are really engaged, it just makes that sense. It looks like a nice working environment, doesn't it? It's not just going to be, you know, go there, teach kids, go home. You can see that you've got a chance to get feedback from parents or it's, it's more just, I think it brings a sense of community and it's evident, it's clear, there's hard evidence that there's a good community around the school and that helps. So um, we were talking specifically about job adverts, are you talking in general about kind of the ongoing business of telling the school story? Yeah and I think that's helped with the adverts to bring people in, if that makes sense. If you're looking at two schools and you know both got great job, both pay the same. But then one of them's got this great, you know, Facebook page set up and everyone's really engaged and they're posting every day and it's nice pictures. And this other one have got their website and that's it. Realistically, which, if the jobs are that close, that's going to sway you, isn't it? Especially nowadays where everything's online. You're going to see that and you'll think, oh, really great community, friendly people. Even if it's not, and you never know, the other school could be lovely, but... You, because it's there in your face and it's there and it looks nice, it's just more appealing. That will bring more staff in, I think, anyway. So in terms of... Um, uh, you just had, like, 20 adverts, is that right? Kind yeah, of, 20 adverts the, out, yeah. Across the, can you take us through that process and yeah. how you did it and what you found the So, you know, the conventional methods of putting a half page in the local paper and stuff, I don't personally think work very well anymore so I was trying to focus more on the social media and on Twitter and Facebook mm. you can do paid adverts and these are brilliant because you can target exactly who you want through you know location demographic age 
everything like that, but also then interest, page they've liked. So you can target it really directly, which is brilliant. So I mean, the the one that we ran, so 20 ads on one well-designed poster. Mm-hmm. And Twitter, we spent £63, bearing in mind, so over a two-week period, £63, confirmed link click, so you, you know, you attach a link to it, of, it was 786 people actually directly clicked it. And then Facebook sent, spent £75. It went out to 14,000 people. That sort of, um, like that's the reach. That's the number of people that actually stopped and read it. And we got 1,369 direct links to the website confirmed. So people who saw it and then as a result, they went clicked. to your school website. Yeah, click the link on the page. So that's even forgetting about the ones that saw See, to it. Me that sounds very, very good. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and then also the other thing is, which to be honest is probably better than the paid ones, but it, no harm. I mean, doing the paid ones, spent one hundred thirty-eight pounds and got you know three thousand seven hundred link clicks. But the Facebook groups, they obviously directly, so they're called, called things like Luton Jobs, and the only people in there are people looking for jobs in the area you're looking to hire. Mm. So I mean, out of all the groups we did. There was approximately 150,000 people accumulated in those groups. And then from that, we got confirmed 1,600 people going from our website due to those. And that was 100% free. And that all that was was, again, a well-designed ad, tiny bit of blurb posted in those. And we got... So, I mean, overall, it's a no-brainer to do that. If you do it alongside your big, like, other things you do, like other companies, but it's a no-brainer to get that many you know, results for free or for 150 quid or something like that. Yeah, compared to, generally speaking, you know, a more traditional advert, you're looking at a few thousand sometimes. Yeah. Um, so why do you think schools might be scared of this? I th- because it's just the unknown, isn't it? They don't know that it's going to work. Um, <clears throat> and like you say, if they haven't got that Facebook page set up and everything like that, it's hard to just go on with no background page to then just go on and put an advert on because if someone sees the ad and they click on the person posting the ad and you go there and there's nothing on there <laughs> you know it looks a bit silly but if you go on there and there's loads so you know I think that's what I was saying earlier I think first you have to get the background set up and then you can get the ads and the ads work well off that but it, like you say if they haven't dabbled in Facebook Twitter social media then they're not going to have the confidence to go, oh, let's put an advert on there. You know, you have to trial it first and get used to it. So I suppose the head teacher was listening or the school business manager or, you know, like a mm. Matt CEO or something like that, and they were thinking, that sounds like an excellent reduction yeah. in costs, but I don't know how to get started. How, how, what do I do? What would your advice be to them? Um, you know, I mean, you've got to, I would say the best way is get one or two people to head it up, if you like. Give them the login and password and let them go for it and the best way to start it up we found in one of our schools was they had an ipad and they gave it to you know sometimes you have like a um a pupil helper for the day give it to the pupil helper go run around take some pictures and they take the pictures and you just type the tweets and send it out or type the facebook post so easy all you've got to do that is for a month and suddenly you will get more people coming in you will get like parents and then just put your, your plugs, as you call it, on the bottom of your newsletters. Just here's our Facebook, here's our Twitter. Put it on the website. It's so easy to get going. And then you'll see 
all the analytics behind it you can get into but you can see how you grow and you get more followers and you get and it, it once you get going it does because parents want to be more interactive so they look for it and when they find it they obviously you know like like the page or follow you and then the adverts can then follow from there because the parents are already on the page so they see it and then it's word of mouth then it's you capturing that word of mouth that a parent sees it and they go oh so-and-so's looking for a job, I'll tell them, but that's where they originally see it. So you're really harnessing the power of like, um, recommendation yeah. and word of mouth, yeah. but using social media as a vehicle to do that. Yeah, as the main platform to see it, because you know how, you know, you've got to get it to that first mouth for then it to go word of mouth, and that's how you do it, but you can do it on a huge spread, mm. and it's so easy to do and get going. It's a no-brainer to get it set up as soon as possible. So in terms of your background, you're not a teacher. What's your background? Tell us. So I'm just doing a business management course at uni. So I've done two years um, already. And then this is my third year. So it's only a placement year. So I'm only here for a year. And I'll go back, finish my final year and then come out and start looking for a job like any other graduate. But obviously I've got that year of experience in a business. Um, so has your whole year been spent here or have you done Yeah, a whole year was spent here. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, various, you know, you can do it differently. Some people do six months here when there's six months there or something like that. But no, a whole year here, a whole from July all the way back around to July doing this and then mainly focus on the marketing because it's what I enjoy doing and it's what I've shown the best results in as well. Mm-hmm. So in terms of what is... If I say marketing, generally speaking, to an educational audience, then people are like, yeah, this is school, this is about education. Yeah. So yeah. to you, from your point of view, why should people in education care about marketing? Why, yeah, that's the first question. I think, I think because it's not, I mean, if you had to name it, it's not just marketing, it's marketing and communication. And then if you said to a school, is your communication with your parents important, none of them would say no, would they? You know, say, no, we don't communicate, we don't care. It's marketing and the communication, they go hand in hand. So although you don't like the word marketing, it's a way of communicating with your parents and your community around you, which is so important for a school to keep a good reputation and keep the kids coming in every year, isn't it? So that's why I say, you, you know, you can't ignore it and just be scared because marketing is a business term. It's the communication part of the marketing that in the schools need to focus on. Mm, so day to day obviously schools want to communicate with their parents and yeah. then you're saying that every now and again in terms of staff schools will want mm. to com- um, communicate with the wider community yeah. because they want people to come and work. That's it, yeah. Um, so the overall story that schools telling about themselves helps with that. Yeah. How would you say so how can the schools focus in on the particular thing that makes their school special if you understand what I'm saying because why should someone go and work for supposing couple of schools, free schools, whatever, um, listen to your advice and they're like, cool, we're on it, we're going to do all this stuff. And yeah. then they've all got amazing Facebook pages, Twitter accounts, things that really tell who they are. Yeah. How can they make themselves stand out compared to like the other school? Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, I mean, I would say, you know, the quality of what you post, and a lot of it gets... You know, when they start up, they're putting up five tweets a day and, and it's too overwhelming. I think what you've got to do is have sort of a good structure and a good routine for parents to get used to and, and do your research about when's a good time to post, to, to include pictures, videos, like how many times to post. 
it's that sort of that once you've got up and going you almost apply that professionalism to it and everything needs to look smart and everything needs to be like the right size and you don't want pictures not fitting in frames it's all of that you know once you get it going it's going to look a bit amateurish but the ones that stand out are the ones that everything is good quality that comes out but still good quantity as well it's not quality not quantity it's both combined that's when it really looks professional and actually you know shows a good image of the school how can schools work out what the particular thing is that makes them attractive to staff or parents or you know like because each school has a different character yeah so within the trust you know when you were talking just now you had in your head schools that do a particular thing well and schools that needed to work on that so how um presumably actually i don't know I'm, i'm guessing that you might want to market different schools in your trust differently or would you just sell it as being for the whole trust well no well in terms of selling for the whole trust you let the school have their own individual identity 100% if you're doing it as Chilton Learner Trust over the whole thing it looks like some big business let the schools do it individually and don't have much branding input Mm. Um, but in terms of each individual school differently um Really, I mean, they all like good news stories from kids. So if you you get an underway and you don't really know what you know, you're thinking, oh, what's what's what the parents like about our school? Good news stories from the kids at the school is always the number one. And to be honest, that in most of ours, that's the main thing that they post alongside with. I know, like Denby, have got you know some French education people coming over tomorrow, and then big events like that. But I would just say it. You know, some schools might have different things that they are better at, but I guess that's just trial and error if you find it, if you get engagement. And that's where Twitter and Facebook are so good. You can see the posts that did well, and you can go, oh, the parents didn't care about our senior leadership meeting that I took a picture <laughs> in. But, you know, Bob winning the cross-country race, they loved it. So that's, and that's what you focus on, you know, that trial and error. But good news stories of kids, 100% always goes down well. Mm. Yeah, because that's the reason why people go to work for places, right? Yeah. And yeah. parents want to see that other kids there are happy yeah. at that yeah, school. Yeah, it doesn't just have to be their kids. Like, the amount of times we see a post and it's about one child and you get six or seven different parents all saying, well done. And that's nice. They don't just care about their kid, they care about the whole school and all the pupils in it. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. Um, anything else you want to add specifically about kind of um, using social media for schools to... Communicate. I like. I like that. Using mm. schools to communicate. Um, I, I would. I would honestly just say, just don't be afraid of it. It's not. Once you get going, it's really not like big, scary social media. And and don't also when you set it up, which I imagine a lot of schools would do, they'll set all the privacy settings to everything. You know, you can't message them. You can't view their posts if you're not following. It needs to still be quite open. As long as you've got someone on there monitoring it and, you know, any bad feedback or anything on there is managed properly and quickly and it's showing that quick response time and that you're on the ball with it. But if it's sloppy and, you know, there's a bad comment you've left on there, you know, it needs to all be quick and on, on it. 
But other than that, it's not scary. Don't be afraid of it and afraid to go near it because it's such a good free tool. It's free completely. Mm. So why would you not use it? It sounds to me as well that the key is you're quite passionate about this stuff. So the key is finding someone on your staff yeah. who is passionate about it and it's not just an add-on to their job that they don't really believe yeah, in. Yeah, and you can tell the difference between ones that, you know, they're already a head of house and you've given them this to do as well. They don't put as much time into it, but you've given it to, you know, quite a passionate, you know, PE teacher or something like that. They love it and they, you know, love the seeing the statistics go up and it looks, and, you know, you feel proud when you see your page has got 20 new followers because you've done a really nice post. So, yeah, I think you're right. You've got to find someone that cares. If you give it to someone and they don't enjoy it and you'll know because they won't post or they won't engage, there's no point in having it because it almost looks worse having it there but done badly and sloppy and than just not have it. Yeah. Find someone that enjoys doing it. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, Sam, thank you very much. Right, yeah. Go recording now. Hey, people. I love making this podcast. If you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoy making it, there's a few things that you can do. One, subscribe. Press the subscribe button on iTunes or wherever you listen to it. Two, share. Share this episode with somebody who you know will find it interesting or is affected by the specific issues covered. Three, review. Write a review or leave a comment. Also feel free to contact us via the links on the show notes. Thanks a lot. Bye.